signing up today. No deposit required. That's even good enough for Jordan. And I only say this. He's our intern. We don't pay him. We give him like snowballs. No, we do. We give him like a buck. Um, but seriously, you can make more. $100 in free bets just for signing up today. Put in the code LaRose after you download it. The App Store, Google Play for your Android users, DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, it's different than the DraftKings app. That's Daily Fantasy Sports. This is the Sportsbook. Will you be able to bet on games coming up here at the end of this month? The Fantasy app is just, you know, you can still use money, but you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and your team staying under the salary cap has to you know, beat another team. This is different. This is, you want to bet on tonight's Ravens-Dolphins game. Once this goes live in the state, which will be around Thanksgiving, you just go to this app, and there you go. So if you do it now, you have $100 to your credit. No deposit required. Again, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and also the code LaRose. Hour 3 next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. A new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. When we walk, when we reach... When we play, we're moving through life. Lately, we haven't been moving enough. An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily physical activity. This is a health crisis, and the solution is in our hands and our feet. It's on our shoulders. It's on our backs. It's in our souls. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are, however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function, pain management, and immune system. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side, increasing your strength and mobility and improving your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job. It helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Still no decision yet 
Son Odell Beckham Jr. We do know that Cam Newton is now your quarterback over at Carolina, at least in the upcoming future. Matt Rule speaking a little bit after practice about that. I'll try to give you the latest update on that. Matt Rule says this isn't anything about other than winning. That's why Cam is coming here because he wants to win. There it is. There's that phrase, baby. I love it. I want to win. I'm still waiting for that first time when somebody goes, eh, I ain't here about winning. I'm here about the money. That's all. Never really heard that. But anyway, so there you go. Cam Newton's back all the way over there. Let's see what takes place with that. I don't know if he'll be ready for Sunday. I'm trying to scroll and see if Matt Rule says he'll be available. I, I can't imagine that he would do. Um, Matt Rule, there we go. David Newton, three minutes ago, says, and he's the head coach of the Panthers, by the way, Matt Rule. Cam Newton, getting him up to speed will be the first thing. When that will happen, he doesn't know, but he does know Newton is a winner. There you go. You're a winner. Winners get up to speed quickly. <laughs> Look, this is where I'm at, man. The Pels lost their eighth straight. We've been playing head coach Willie Green. Not a happy camper. Frustrated last night. Just this game. It's not the losing streak. It's not one quarter. It's the way we our approach to this game. And there was moments in the game where we had guys on the floor that just didn't compete hard enough for me, hard enough for our team. And that's a non-negotiable for me. That's the deal. That's where we are. And I, as, as the leader of this team, I can't have that. I can't have guys on the floor if they're not going to give 110%. Got you. Five technical fouls in the second. Josh Hart got tossed. Hayes got hit with a tee. It wasn't pretty. Afterwards, maybe you would expect him to be like, what's going on with the officiating? It was terrible. Nick Underhill, New Orleans, not football. Yeah, covers the Saints. You know, Nick, insider. He was watching the game. He goes, man, if the officiating is this poorly in the NBA, you're going to run people off for people that don't watch it. So it wasn't good. That said, Coach Green took this approach. Our, our guys thought they got fouled, and we did get the call. Um, however, we're not going to get those calls. We haven't earned them. So what are we complaining about? Until we earn it, we're not going to get that. That's the deal. I'll talk to our guys about it. We have to keep our composure. Our margin for error is too small to do what we did tonight. Nikhil Alexander-Walker did put up 33 points. That was a positive. Great. Great to see Nikhil be aggressive. Be confident, shoot open shots, and just play the right way. That's what he did. And when he does that, he's capable of having games like, like he had tonight. 33 points, rebounds, forces. Low turnover game for him. No turnovers. So that's, that's an Akil that, you know, maybe he doesn't have 33 every night, but he's capable of having big nights if he just continues to play solid. I'm proud of him. Proud of the, of the way that he played. You know, the Pels only had nine turnovers in the game. You normally win that way. Five blocks, 13 steals by your Pelicans. Not helping you win the game. It's 9 to 35 from beyond the arc and 35% shooting. I, I feel for JV. Seriously, look, in a season that's just been, right, it's not good. It's just not. It has. It's not the start that you want. In a season that's been like that, though, you have to find some things to at least make you feel like, okay, well, that's a good thing. Jonas Valanciunas, we told you to. That was a good move. For all of the not-so-good moves, and there have been a handful or so for David Griffin. That's just being fair. Valanciunas was a darn good move. 
25 points, 15 rebounds. This dude's averaging double-doubles. He's getting you 20-plus points a game. He's been the offense. 39 minutes. Played the most of anybody last night. And you can just see him being gassed out there. I just thought he got tired. You know, he played a lot of minutes. I played JV 39 minutes coming off the road. Uh, he's been playing his tail off night in and night out. I thought he got fatigued down the stretch, and I, and I couldn't afford to take him out the game. I jokingly texted some friends. It may be time to renegotiate that contract. <laughs> no, look, here's a frustrating element of it, right? And I mentioned this earlier in the day. It's it's frustrating that it just seems like team after team after team, like, man, do they have more talent? Is it more shooting, more athleticism? You, you hate to see it. But if I just look at the starting five, and I know Josh Hart got tossed It only played 15 minutes with four points. And again, if Zion and Brandon are healthy, he's not starting. He, she can't get four there, which is why Coach Green said you can't get tossed. You, you, you can't get tossed. You're down 50 points. Josh Hart can't get tossed. Absolutely. We need Josh. We need Jonas. Jackson Hayes can't get technicals. Like we need everybody to compete and play at a high level right now to win a game. I mean, if I'm being honest, Jackson Hayes makes me want to drink Pepto instead of wine. Um, Valanchunas, 25. Devontae Graham, 18. No turnovers from Graham as well from your point guard. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 33 points. If if Zion and B.I. are playing and get you 20, 20, 15, that starting five is good enough to compete in the NBA. It legitimately is. I know you don't want to hear it, and I know it's frustrating. It is for me. Believe me, I'm ready to start the bus for a lot of things. I, I get it, and maybe it's too early, and I understand that. But I can't. You have to wait till they're healthy. You have to wait till you actually get your starting five. And, and that is frustrating. I can't imagine what Willie Green must feel like. And I know Brandon Ingram didn't ask to get hip contused. And we can argue whether or not Zion, his shape was, or, or health was the reason you broke the, he, he got a broken foot, man. It's not healing faster. I don't know. It's frustrating. I'm sure he's frustrated. The coach is frustrated. The team's frustrated. The fan base is frustrated. I'm just telling you, I can't wait to actually see what the starting five is. That center you have right now is solid. Graham, I think, is a nice upgrade. I know. I know Travis couldn't wait. I mean, his fingers were bleeding texting me last night. From Lonzo Balls, seven threes against whoever it was they played with the Bulls. Congratulations. It does help to have, you know, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Caruso at six steals. It helps to have a better team around you. But that's fine. I saw the NBA tweeted, Lonzo Ball and the Bulls, or whatever it is that they are. They've lost like a game. Congratulations. It's Lonzo. He did, but here's the thing. He knocked down seven threes. I mean, guy could knock down two consistently in this town. That knocks down seven. Um, 
It's good to see Nikhil, though, get 33. I don't need 33 if I can get 20 a night. Again, capable, capable. Devontae's capable of 15 or more. Nikhil's capable of 20. You think and would assume that Brandon and Zion are capable of 20. Valanchunas is a walking double-double. I, that is a not, that, that's a starting five. That's not bad. Then the guys that are currently getting minutes, again, don't get me started on Garrett Temple. Sadoransky. I mean, maybe those guys don't play much when, you know, Hart and other guys, they're primarily guys off the bench and Herb Jones and and you're, you know, it's not as deep. Right now, you just got to find anybody that can give you anything. That's just where you are right now. It's frustrating. I get it. So, Will Guillory asked Coach. As the leader, what do you have to do now to, as a reaction to that? Call him up. Tomorrow in practice, you just call him up. Not out, but up. Up is, we're, we're better than this. We're better than to come home and get down 21 on our home floor. But our approach has to be better. My approach has to be better. I got to get the team prepared to play. And I did, I did a poor job tonight. I mean, I commend them for being admirable, but it, it just stinks. We've all seen Trey Murphy open, hit threes, and he's open on most of those shots last night that he missed. One of four from three-point land. I, I don't know. I'll ask Todd. I'm almost positive with two or three of those misses. I mean, they want anyone around him. He barely hit the front iron. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's the snowball effect. It just, it just stinks. But again, I'm not going to need 10, 15, 20 points from Trey or a Herb Jones, all this other stuff. If my other guys are in, I just, the Brandon Ingram needs to get healthy and Zion needs to get healthy. Until then, it's just, it's going to be one of those things where you watch the game. It's going to be stretches of bad basketball. The only way they can overcome it is with, a high amount of energy, which can't be sustainable for four quarters. It just can't. I know coaches want it. I know fans want it. But you you are overcoming deficiencies in shooting. You're overcoming deficiencies in athleticism. You're overcoming deficiencies in sheer numbers of how many you got compared to how many they got that can actually do what you need to do. Until the other two guys come in, it just is what it is. Brooklyn tomorrow, Jod Memphis Saturday. Saints injury report yesterday. Alvin Kamara didn't practice. A handful of players didn't. Peyton Turner shoulder didn't practice. CJ Gardner Johnson didn't practice. There's photos of him on his Twitter page sporting the brand new city jerseys for the Pels. They look sweet. Love them. Only problem is if you look in the photo, he's got a walking boot. My my guess is he's not playing Sunday. Teron Armstead, knee, shoulder, didn't practice. Ryan Ramchek was on there, limited, not injury-related. Maybe it's a cold or whatever. But, um, of course, a lot of the questions yesterday were about Odell Beckham Jr. By the way, he has yet to make a decision. Scott Prather, who hooked me up with the Cracklins, per Jay Walker. But I spoke with him this morning. He knows somebody very, 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 very close to the situation. You can probably imagine what he means by that and expect a Monday decision. Diana Rossini actually three hours ago tweeted along those same lines that the decision is expected to be made after 
the games are completed on Sunday. And ESPN reported about an hour ago, up to eight teams have been in contact or have been contacted by Odell Beckham. That's your OBJ update. Uh, as far as Demario Davis and how he looks at this Titans team without Derrick Henry. Well, they're they're a very talented uh, team, um, well coached team. You know, uh, Coach Vrabel has those guys playing very hard. Um, you could tell that he, you know, he he's built a, a very physical team, offensively and defensively. And you know, so that's that's their mo. You know, um, and anytime you you're a physical attack team and you want to run the ball, um, you're not just gonna be able to do that with one guy. You gotta, even though you have you know one of the top backs, um, if not the best back in the league, you still gonna have to have other guys that can get the job done. And um, you know, they have they have a good running back by committee. They have a lot of guys who can come in behind him and get the job done. And, uh, some explosive receivers, uh, really good offensive line. And so um, they present a lot of challenges, um, not not to mention you got Tannehill playing at a very high level and, and, and uh, you know, keeping the offense in, in good situations and making smart decisions and, um, you know, letting it fly when he needs to. Um, so they present a lot of challenges. You know, it's, it's, it's a well-built team, and um, that's you, you've seen the success that they've had in the past few years, so. Um, it just speaks to how well they're coached and the type of players that they have at all at, at multiple positions. That's Demario Davis. We'll have more from the Saints coming up before the end of the show. Lee Sterling coming up next. Though we'll talk about some of the big games over the weekend on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Blackie Gold Report is brought to you by Rogers Parts, your home for Napa Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, LaRose, Galliano, Morgan City, and Labanyville. Wednesday's injury report showed that running back Alvin Kamara did not practice. He was listed as having a knee injury. Nick Underhill of New Orleans.Football says it's a mild sprain, but it could threaten his availability on Sunday. If you remember against the Falcons, he visited the old injury tent on the sidelines before returning to the game. Tuesday, the team signed running back Josh Adams, so I guess that perhaps was a hint. Head coach Sean Payton on Wednesday had this to say about the Titans' defense that gave Matt Stafford and the Rams fits back in this past Sunday night's win. Yeah, I, I think the way they rushed the quarterback, I think they've, man, the last five weeks caused more turnovers than any team in football. They're punching it out. They're getting to the quarterback. Um not only the ends, but the interior are, are doing a great job. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence. You see it on film. Also on the did not practice list, C.J. Gardner-Johnson has a foot issue. Defensive end Peyton Turner listed with a shoulder injury. And left tackle Teron Armstead has a knee and shoulder issue. Saints take on the Titans Sunday at noon. New Orleans a three-point underdog. For more on the Black and Gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold report has been brought to you by Rogers Parts, your home for Napa Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, LaRose, Galliano, Morgan City, and Labadeville.
Rogers Parts, your local distributor of high-quality Napa Auto Parts, Marine and Industrial Supplies, has what you need to keep your vehicle rolling safely down the road. Whether it's repair or maintenance, Napa has the parts to help you make your vacation destination. Getting ready for that big fishing trip, they have quality marine parts to help keep your boat going. So stop by one of Rogers Parts' five locations, Lockport, LaRose, Galliano, Morgan City, and Labadeville, and talk with one of their ASE parts specialists. Rogers Parts, they've got the Napa know-how. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Thursdays. Around this time, we'd like to bring in Mr. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Sir, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how you holding up? You know, Saints lost to the Falcons. Pelicans have one win. At least it feels like fall. I got the window open in the studio. My my, my papers, everything's blowing everywhere. It's, it's nice, though. I, I like cold weather. So, Lee, speaking of cold, though, um, yeah. what I don't know how, like, Vegas prognosticators, people like you, last week in the NFL, man, I mean, like, oh. A, road teams are winning, and B, good teams lost to bad teams. And then on top of that, teams that are losing key players, the public is piling on and betting against them. Like Derrick Henry, he goes out for Tennessee. What happens? Oh, they just went out right. Easy. What happens with Arizona? Uh, Murray, their quarterback's out. Oh, well, Colt McCoy looks like the quarterback uh, from Texas uh, circa almost 10 years ago. So uh, you, when you want to play against a key player going out, even Green Bay with Jordan Love, they covered. So uh, yeah. you want to play against a key player going out, wait two games. It's crazy Wait when you look at it yep. from that perspective. So along yep. those lines, no Alvin Kamara. We'll, we'll get to that with the Saints. So do, do yep. I look at players like that? Is it trends or am I just at this point going, you know what, if it's a home team and they got a shot, I'm going against them. I'm going with the road team. Just, you know, it's 11 straight. 11 straight key players or coaches like John okay. Gruden being out the first game. That team has, has, they just rally around. What we're seeing is, you know, the, the, the players will come together for at least a week. All right. Games of the week. Yep. Tulsa and Tulane. Poor Tulane. They, they've, uh, they've lost a handful here and yep. they're taking on Tulsa in a team that should, should they have beaten Cincinnati? They're three point favorite. They did, but, um, usually after they play well, Tulsa has thrown a clunker in. So I don't think there's much difference in talent here. Uh, you know, Tulane once, you know, they, they had to go on the road to start the season. Since that opening game against Oklahoma, they haven't looked the same. But with uh, Michael Pratt back for now a second game, I think now's the time to ride him. I'm taking the three points at home. Tulane, they finally win another game. 
What do I make out of Texas A&M? Four-point favorites against Ole Miss? So, I can tell you this much. I've had a couple people ask me, is Jimbo Fisher leaving? Well, first of all, no. He's not going to make any more money anywhere else. And second of all, he got the number one kid in the country to commit to him last week. He might land four of the top six recruits in the country. So, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Matt Corral, this is his last stand if he wants to have a shot at winning the Heisman. Now, you look at the defenses he's faced. He's faced two good defenses this year against Alabama and Auburn. What did he score? 20 and 21 points. I think A&M's defense might be better here. I like A&M here. They're 6-1 as a road favorite. Let's take them. Let's keep riding them. Who knows? They might be able to get into that Final Four if they keep winning 30-24. to 24. Georgia and Tennessee a couple weeks back. Uh, I thought if Georgia could get, you know, past whoever it is they were playing, I forgot a couple of weeks ago. I'm like that. That's kind of really their their last, you know, straw. Florida. I was like that. That's kind of it offensively, perhaps. And, and someone told me, well, be careful for Tennessee. Now they're a twenty point favorite here. Should Georgia be careful of ten- Tennessee in Knoxville? Well, the the reason they need to be careful is it's a totally different style of play. No one's going toe to toe with Georgia. I mean, I, I think if you're Voting on the Heisman right now, I think Bulldog defensive tackle Jordan Davis deserves it. I mean, there's no clear-cut offensive player that has been dominant this year. So uh, I think Georgia's defensive unit is the most dominant unit out there. So you can't go toe-to-toe with them. Maybe the only way is to go up-tempo with a go-go offensive Tennessee. And uh, they've been really good in the first quarter. In fact, they're leading the nation, averaging 15.5 points uh, in the first quarter. So if they can get with the lead, might put a little bit of pressure on Georgia. Uh, Tennessee was close with Bama going into the fourth quarter. I just don't think Stetson Bennett's the kind of guy you want to lay 20, 20 and a half points we're here with. I don't know if he can extend leads. So um, the last three games they haven't covered. I mean, so they're, what they're doing is the odds makers are saying, okay, you want to bet Georgia? You're going to have to pay an extra four to seven points if you want to bet them each week. And they've dropped the last three games here. And then Hooker looks healthy again. He's completely comfortable in this offense. I think we might see a thriller. Georgia wins thirty to twenty, but uh, hold on to your hat. Oh, oh yep. you're up that many points, yeah, that would be a ton. Yeah. Arkansas and LSU, Hogs two and a half point favorite. What a difference just two seasons make, right? Arkansas doesn't win a game in the SEC, and, and Coach O is a national champion. Now one coach is leaving, the other is calling for them to turn that jukebox on. I mean, he's he's brought a lot of excitement to Fayetteville. Now this is in Baton Rouge, and I guess my thing is. Fan base and team, how do you respond from giving a solid effort in Tuscaloosa, though, against a team that they're absolutely coming in looking to beat you? If this was the last game of the year, I would say, okay, I can see, I can make a case for LSU. They still have another home game to at home. So, you know, maybe in this last game, I think they're going to get sky high for them. But Arkansas leads the SEC in rushing, 244 yards per game. They are plus 100 and. 97 rushing yards all games except Georgia, and that's LSU's weakness. And LSU ran for just uh, six yards uh, versus Bama, but 330 did teams run on LSU's defense, uh, did Kentucky, and also 265 Ole Miss ran on LSU. So Arkansas has playmakers on offense and quarterback mm-hmm. K.J. Jefferson. He can extend plays, not just uh, throwing. He can run. Freshman running back Dominic Johnson, wide receiver, Traylon Burks, these guys are going to be playing at the next level. I like Arkansas here, 31-24. Tennessee, New Orleans has removed to the NFL. Again, Alvin Kamara was not seen again at practice today. Look, I, I'm with a mild knee sprain. I'm not playing him. 
So that's another player you're not going to have on the offensive end. Man, when I saw Sunday night by that Tennessee defense, I don't care who the quarterback is that the Saints are going to throw out there. They're going to have to protect them there. I'm shocked this is just a three-point game because Tennessee's a better football team, I think, and that's not being ugly to the Saints. They've beaten four straight playoff teams. Why is it just three? You're thinking exactly like I am, Gus. When I saw it, in fact, there's some two-and-a-halves out there. I saw two-and-a-half last night. I gobbled it up. So I don't think Kamara's going to play. And without him, they don't have many weapons. What is Tennessee doing on defense? Well, they're blitzing more, and they're getting some production out of the defensive line. And their defensive backs are not good. I'll be the first one to tell you. But when you only have to cover receivers for two and a half seconds instead of three and a half or four seconds, that makes a lot of difference. And I think, I think they figured it out. If you watch the end of the game, they realized at first, oh, we're going to run uh, Peterson, then we're going to then we're going to mix in some Jeremy McNichols. I think they're going to do the opposite here. I think they're going to use Jeremy McNichols, who has more uh, get-up-and-go. He can uh, break off some big plays and also really good catching the ball to the backfield. I think they're going to use the pass in this game to set up the run. And McNichols can't carry the ball 25, 30 times, but if you do that and then soften up the defense and then bring in Peterson, I think it's a better way to attack New Orleans here. I think Tennessee is the right side, 27-20. All right, Lee, uh, the game of the week, Arizona and Carolina. Why, why is that the game of the week? You would think it wouldn't, right? The Panthers don't yep. know who the quarterback is, but Cam Newton coming back, he's not playing yep. Sunday, but he will at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So we don't know if Murray's going to play for, for Arizona. Looks like P.J. Walker will start for Carolina. If you remember him, if you watch XFL, he did a pretty decent job there for the Houston Roughnecks. So uh, Christian McCaffrey's back. Uh, Arizona exploded last week. You want to get this game? Call 800-400-9741. Give you this game for free. And it's not November. Mm-hmm. It's November. It's three weeks, $297 for all of our football. Remember, we have games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. We've got match in action now. So we're going to give you that. And I'm also going to throw in my basketball, mm-hmm. NBA, and also college basketball, which started a couple nights Hockey, where we're number one in the world, and UFC, where we've won five of the last seven cards. Everything for three weeks, just $297. How do you get it? Just one place, ParamountSports.com. There it is, Mr. Lee Sterling. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the time. We'll talk again next Thursday. Thanks, Gus. See you, bud. Yep, for sure. Quick break. When we come back, Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. We'll go through a pretty interesting slate in college football. Purdue, Ohio State. What do you think of that one? We just... Touched on Georgia, Tennessee. He was the one that said a couple weeks ago, keep an eye on that game. You heard Lee Sterling say that the Vols may be able to put up 20, which would be a ton um, when you look at it from that perspective. A couple of other games of note here as well. If you're James Franklin, Penn State hosting Michigan, is this your opportunity to show you can beat a big school? Again, I'm not being ugly, and I'm not saying you judge a potential head coaching candidate based off a win-loss record by the week, but I kind of. Got to beat Ohio State. Got to beat Michigan. If not, well, what makes you think you're going to beat Bama and all those, right? I don't know. Um, Is that fair or not? I don't know. And I'll ask him to break down Alabama. New Mexico State with a Crimson Tide are favored by 51 points. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. I'm not. I promise.
offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Coco's Mexican Restaurant on Highway 1 in Raceland is open and ready to please you. They have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mouth-watering Mexican food daily with delicious specialty dishes like coconut shrimp tacos, Baja fish tacos, plus try the trio burritos or the carne asada. Coco's Mexican has happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. Delivery service from waiters also available. They're located on Highway 1 in Raceland next to the post office. Coco's. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Craig LeBlanc Toyota is currently open and here to serve our community with a fresh new inventory arriving daily and over 150 quality pre-owned vehicles. If you have any questions regarding vehicle replacement or you're looking to purchase a new vehicle, we are here to help. Stop by 220 South Hollywood Road or give us a call at 985-876-7210 or visit GregLeBlancToyota.com. GregLeBlancToyota.com. We are Homa Strong. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Always a pleasure. Mr. Chip Patterson joins us at Chip underscore Patterson. CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, The Works. Sir, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing fine. I hope you are. Eh, you know, it's getting there. Like I just told my previous guest, you know, Saints lose to the Falcons. The Pels have one win. You know, it's at least fall is feeling good, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, like uh, the, the, L, the LSU world is just like, you know, so inspirational. It's almost right over, now. Chip. It's, it's almost over and you can move forward. You know, you started there, so let's just kind of start there real quickly, though. It looks by the week, oh, the, there's a new name on top of it. I just had a guest on just now. He's like, look, Jimbo's not going anywhere. He just secured the number one player in the country over there. You think Jimbo Fisher's leaving College Station? I don't. I don't. No. Okay. Um, and I understand, like, why he should be considered uh, for the job. And I think that the fact that we're even entertaining it is a good reflection on just the confirmation of opinions that I and others have shared in terms of LSU being one of the top five jobs in the entire country. Uh, just, just the idea that you would start the process by saying, make Jimbo say no. Right. Jimbo's going to say no, right. but you're not going to get laughed at. Right? Like, you're, you're not going to get um, embarrassed uh, proposing to Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. the idea of coming back and being an LSU as the program's next head coach. So, you know, we will work our way down the list, and then we will land somewhere a little bit more realistic uh, here in a little bit. It's interesting you say that because – I heard a sports talk show host here in the in in, in the city kind of mention this as well, and I've heard some media people say, "Look, you, you can't judge a potential candidate by the win loss record by the weekend." 
on some of the, the lists of names that have been thrown out there. James Franklin, Penn State lost a big game a couple weeks ago. Michigan State, they drop and, and lose a game this past weekend. Those two guys, those two names have been mentioned there. Is that realistic, Joe? I mean, do, do you think ADs don't look at that? Because in certain conferences, Chip, like the Big Ten, like there's only three or four games that I can judge you on where it matters. Can you beat Ohio State? Can you beat Michigan? You know, et cetera, right? I think that if you're making your hiring decisions based on the ebbs and flows of a single college football season, then you're mistaken. Um, you're going to find yourself chasing uh, multi-million dollars, literally multi-million dollar decisions based on what are ultimately the game day actions of 18 to 22 year olds. I, I just think it's so much deeper than that. So when someone says, you know, the judge by win loss record, win loss record should be part of your judgment. But no, you cannot, especially when you are in the middle of the interview and the vetting process, you cannot have your power rankings or your list be shifting based on the results on the field. If you like James Franklin, you like James Franklin, not only because of what he's done at Penn State, but what he did at Vanderbilt. Uh, It is the entire package, like who he is, the way he represents the program. The way that he was able to take over Penn State, he was in the midst of scandal and to usher his head into a new future and really shut the door on that path. And given some of the scandal that was around the LSU program and around the athletic department in general, who's better than to bring in someone like that to be able to help the face and move things forward? If you like Mel Tucker, you don't just like Mel Tucker because of the undefeated start that they had. You like Mel Tucker because he stepped into an awful situation a year ago. Uh, you're taking over the program after National Signing Day, getting hit with the pandemic at the first time that he was there. And what did he do? Well, the Spartans only won two games last year. But you know who the Spartans beat last year? Michigan and the eventual Big Ten West division champion, Northwestern Wildcats. It's like This is a team that, even under extraordinary circumstances, right. has found ways to be successful against some of the best teams in the Big Ten. So those, those are the data points that you're using, not just the week-to-week results of those two coaches. And you, know, you mentioned them, they have both taken some losses. But look, I know this is not necessarily of your listeners' interest. It might be, you know, certainly a few. But, like, for example, Sonny Dykes at SMU, that was so hot as SMU got started. His name sort of thrown around. His father, a legendary coach at Texas Tech, is now filled. It kind of feels like on the, like, message board, Sonny Dykes has been the TCU, Gary Patterson's replacement at TCU for, like, three weeks. If that's the case, SMU could lose out the rest of the way, and Sonny Dykes still might get that job. I mean, Florida State tanked under Jimbo Fisher his last year there. He still got the Texas A&M job. You just cannot make those decisions uh, based on the results of a roster that may or may not uh, be paying attention to the same uncertain future that, uh, that LSU is. Speaking with Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, you look at the slate this week, some interesting games for sure uh, in terms of you know, games that could be pretty competitive. Let's start with, obviously, here in Baton Rouge, Arkansas and LSU, the Hogs back in the top 25. I, I'm interested on how LSU responds after, look, they, they did. They did go put a, a solid effort at Alabama, came up short. But Arkansas has bigger plans, you know. They don't want to stop at six wins. So LSU has to bring that same level of energy. If not, I think it's a Hog victory. I have no clue. I mean, LSU, uh, I mean, of, of course, I like this, this has to be a, a reference that connects, but LSU is a mystery beer. You know, the, your favorite bar has mystery beer night for a dollar. 
or maybe because of inflation, it's two dollars now. But it's <laughs> right. just like you know, mystery beer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, six or seven different leftover beers in the cooler, and for one or two dollars, the bartender will reach and pull it out. And there's about six or seven different LSUs that can show up. The fact that we're also just throwing out, we're like putting in a whole new defense, and you know, basically playing Madden. I, I have no idea what to expect from LSU because what you just gave was some very clear out analysis, and I don't think there's much clear out about this LSU team right now. So. Um, if LSU shows up and continues to just sort of uh, play this sort of freewheeling type style with uh, all new plays, all new schemes, just sort of seeing how it goes, well, guess what? <laughs> Tigers have one of the most talented rosters in the country, and yeah. if it all clicks, then LSU can win. But in terms of motivation, if this thing is a gut check type game, tight in the third or fourth quarter, Sam Pittman's group is going to have a little bit of an edge there from a motivational factor, but. Uh, I, I, I have no idea what I'm going to get. Michigan at Penn State's 11 a.m. kickoff. What do you see here? Oh, man. I Like, you're, you're talking about the, the, oh, the James Franklin factor. Mm-hmm. I don't think this Penn State team is good enough to win. And we're not in the position of trusting uh, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan in these road-type scenarios against other teams. But then they went beat Wisconsin, and that was the first time that they beaten Wisconsin under Jim Harbaugh. You would not, you should not trust, in general, a Jim Harbaugh coached Michigan team to go into Happy Valley and get the win against Penn State. But I don't know, man. It seems to me like Penn State's issue is they cannot run the ball consistently, and the offensive line is not uh, doing its job. So everything offensively has to come from some combination of Sean Clifford and Jahan Dotson. And Dotson's good enough that that can uh, get them a couple plays or two, what they need to make this thing close. But I just think that Michigan has been so much more well-rounded. Uh, they run the ball better. I, I, I think that this storyline of Jim Harbaugh, you know, ducking the typical Harbaugh narratives is going to continue. I see Michigan winning that game. Speaking with Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. So I think something else that's interesting, Oklahoma and Baylor. Man, 8 versus 13 here. It's another nice game early on in Waco at 11 a.m. I can't ignore what I saw from Baylor against TCU. That was bad. I understand that we had a new quarterback for Chandler Morris. TCU had the whole coach just got fired. You know, the, the unpredictability that comes with that scenario. But that was, a, that was a pretty poor performance from the Bears. And I just don't know if you can uh, hit the switch and be ready for an Oklahoma team coming off a bye. That's another week of work for Caleb Williams to continue to get comfortable with the one. Right. I, I see Oklahoma going getting in and out of Waco with the win. In fact, I'll, I'll go a step further. I think Oklahoma has its best performance of the season. I think this is the beginning of, like, the real ramp up Ooh. because, you know, the Sooners have known, looking at that schedule, that when you finish with the type of finish that they've got, there's three – like three toughest games of the season all at the end of the year. You just need to be playing your best football in November. Oklahoma has traditionally played its best football in November under Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. I see that continuing. So I think Oklahoma not only is going to win, but is at least is going to look way that we're going to start to really rethink that uh, that ranking beside its name. Three games in three minutes. Uh, let's do the latest one. A&M and Ole Miss, both same record, 7-2. and two. A&M, two-and-a-half-point favorite here in Oxford. Yeah, Texas a and is the better team, but I, I don't know, man. Like, Ole Miss, 
is a shell of itself right now in terms of just the, the personnel on the field and what they do. So, like, when we ha- we did a, our lock pod earlier today on the Cover 3 podcast, mm-hmm. no one had a pick for it. I had to bring up the game at the very, very end just to make sure we mentioned it because no one has any confidence in what we're going to get in that game. All right. Uh, Purdue and Ohio State over in the horseshoe there. That is a 2.30 kickoff over on ABC a 21-point favorite, the Buckeyes here. Purdue, listen, this team's already beat Iowa and Michigan right. State. You think right. they're scared of Ohio State? Now, I don't think they're going to pull off yet another upset, but like this this game will be a very good challenge for an Ohio State team that has some massive games coming up in the next couple weeks. I was going to say, who's the Purdue head coach? No, I'm kidding. This kidding, LSU fans. You have your own list. All right, finally, uh, it's time for that game. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the drums, they swing low. And the trumpets, they go. It is your game, Chip 230, CBS number one Georgia at Tennessee. You told me two weeks ago, it's not just Florida they got to worry about. I'm like, it's done, right? You beat the Gators, you're good. And you said, hold up, that Tennessee game, well, we're here, sir. Tell me why. Uh, Maybe I wouldn't be worried if I'm a a dog fan, or, or should I be worried? Well, I think that you're encouraged for the opportunity because down the rest of Georgia's schedule, this is the last time that Kirby might get a chance to like get a real warm up for the SEC championship game mm-hmm. because you know I'm anticipating that uh, Georgia is going to be playing Alabama in the SEC championship game, and in me anticipating that, I'm acknowledging that Bryce Young, uh, Jameson Williams, John Mechie, like the Alabama passing attack is way better than almost all of the passing attacks that Georgia faced this year. So this defense, which is averaging uh, you know, less than a touchdown per game on the scoreboard, like how how are they going to do when all of a sudden you know, going up against a competent passing attack, Tennessee has a competent passing attack. So you think Georgia wins, but I think what's exciting is that uh-huh. it's going to be a test that will give you a better idea of how okay. suited for the SEC championship and how Georgia is suited for the college football playoff. Because if you're talking about an Ohio State, you're talking about an Oklahoma, you're talking about some of those other teams that might be in the playoff, those are the passing attacks you're going to have to beat to win a national championship. That makes sense. There we go. Look, either way, we're going to be watching and enjoying it. Chip, as always, man, I appreciate the time. Thank you for finding some uh, every Thursday for us. What can folks find over there at CBS HQ? Yeah, so 11 to 12, the uh, game i'll be on there giving a preview the entire day and then i will be on the halftime show so if you're streaming georgia tennessee be sure don't don't get up and uh and, and go make yourself a sandwich or, or refresh your beverage <laughs> Hang on and, uh, and watch me break down the second half expectations sounds good thank you chip appreciate it buddy all right sounds good y'all be well